Since we know how you really feel, it's how we feel. Fuck down, try. Fuck down, try. Yeah, nigga, fuck down, try. Yeah, yeah, fuck down, try. Yeah, fuck down, try. Yeah, fuck down, try. Yeah, nigga, fuck down, try. Yeah, yeah, fuck down, try. Yeah. All right, what up, what up, y'all? My name is Kel. My name is Anna. And you're tuning to Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations. CCC is a podcast with a twist. Cognac Cupcakes and Stimulating Conversations. Because it's not just about us anymore. And we're striving to promote awareness of issues affecting our communities. In short, it's a whole vibe out here, y'all. Yeah. Fuck Donald Trump. Hey. Yeah, nigga, fuck Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Hey. Fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> No, I love when when the song keeps going after that part. YG says, I like white people. I don't like you. All the niggas in the hood want to fight you. <laughs> <laughs> that is like my favorite part. Rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle, who gave mm. those iconic bars for the hook. So, yes, salute to him. <laughs> he had that mood. Before Trump was even in office, okay? And what I'm trying to tell you, our black men are, you know, they are so unique. We can have, they're just like um, the show. You know, the show is like very ratchet and very respectable where we can be on our king shit and talk about, you know, the economy and the things that we need. He can Mm -hmm. go into the studies of the world and talk about, you know, the different holistic health remedies that we can do. And then we can go real hood with it and just be like, fuck you. So, you know, I love it. Love it. So if y'all haven't heard, this week is, well, I'll say this for my part. It's been Mm -hmm. a shit show. And I'm just waiting for this debate to come on this week. I'm really, really excited because the mics will be mute. Yes. I will actually be able to listen in peace and not like pull out my hair from all the craziness. But before we get into all of that, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing on the show. It has been so much in the media from hearing all this crazy shit about Meg the Stallion and hmm. Tory Lanez. It's been craziness going over in Africa. You know, prayers up for all those people that are in Nigeria right now fighting for, fighting against the SARS. Like, it, it's been crazy. It's yes. been Absolutely crazy. And, you know, you, just when you think the finale is over, here comes another episode. <laughs> Child, don't say that so close to the elections. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And what speaking of such, know? this, yeah, no, go ahead, Kel. <laughs> what you over there eating on? It look good. What you eating? Oh, I'm sorry. Girl, we got the Instant Pot. And sometimes the Instant Pot, it takes longer than, um, it may take like 10 minutes to do its job, but to build up its pressure and heat and lock in, it may take another 10 minutes. So that's what kind of had me late today. Cause so, I was like, damn, like I knew I should have started this thing sooner. So Dennis did his part and had the steak ready and the asparagus, but I was being pressed. The steak in the Instant Pot. Oh no, we didn't, um, 
we haven't tried that yet, but we do plan to. And then we got the air fryer that we're going to try tomorrow. That'll be, I've been using this Instant Pot for the last three days and I actually lost a pound. And I think it's only because I've been eating my own food rather than eating a bunch of outside food. So I was pressed to make my own mashed potatoes today. So that's what took me long, but we got an air fryer sis and um i'm excited to try that tomorrow with salmon okay a lot of people talk about putting their fish in the sand in the um air fryer so i'm Are excited to try that out and some regular broccoli. huh is it like a salmon cake that you're making or like regular no regular salmon we're gonna try regular salmon in there but a lot of people be frying salmon a lot of people be putting fries in there like i just been on pinterest looking up stuff but people be putting whole like chickens inside of the um the instant pot now it's not gonna be that brown crisp that you like to see on your chicken but it is fully cooked and seasoned well so that would be like if you had you know when you bake some chicken legs and you keep the foil on Uh it is like that so dennis he's like i don't know that's a little too light skin for me but he was like but it do look good on the inside i kind of want to try that so we're going to be having fun with that in here. And I also got my little hot toddy here in my CCC cup. I um, I got, <laughs> yes, I got some honey, some um, bourbon, brown sugar bourbon here, um, which is the cousin or wait, every cognac is not a, a bourbon. What is it? Or Maybe. a brandy. Brandy. Oh, okay. So this ain't even Brandon. This is bourbon. So it's the cousin, I guess, of cognac. And um, some echinacea, um, echinacea flavored tea. Uh, Not echinacea, excuse me. Elderberry echinacea flavored tea. So that's my tea because we got a lot of tea to get to. But after that, as Kel said, we'll be getting straight into the election chats um, today because, you know, we're only a couple weeks away. We only got one more episode before, you know, you guys would have already voted before November 3rd. So we wanted to make it our duty to really pump out some key information and points that you may need to know when um, going to vote, regardless of who you're voting for. Of course, we don't want to hear that shit if you're voting for um, Trump, but, (laughs) you know, exercise your right. So, that's what we'll be talking about today. Yes, y'all. You know, we're going to definitely keep you guys informed on what to do. But in the meantime, in between time, let's get into this motivational moment. So this week's motivational moment was, you know, like, I we have been all about the vibes. Um, I wore my It's a Vibe t-shirt out to our good, good girlfriend, um, Kid B Hype, or Hype Kid B. I can't remember which way it goes on um instagram we talk about her all the time and she is full of vibes so she kind of really inspired um my part one of our motivational moment so it says create a vibe so infectious that everyone around you is forced to smile and then the part two is believe in yourself take on your challenges dig deep within yourself to conquer fears Never let anyone bring you down. You got to keep going. And that's by Chantel Sutherland. And whoo, let me tell you, like I said earlier to the beginning of the show, this week has been a week for me. And I needed this quote for myself. <laughs> so all those out there that are struggling, just keep pushing through. It's, it's going to be more 
opportunities, better days, you know, brighter sunshines on the other side. Indeed, indeed. I love it. And I love you. And it's so true. This is not, as I was telling Kel earlier this week, this is not what defines you. You know, certain moments when you go through rough times or whatever, times of doubt. Remember that single moment in time does not define you. So try to think of that when you're going through times of uncertainty or just a moment that you're not feeling like, oh, everything is in gravy like it usually is. All right. With that said, (laughs) what'd you say? Let's get into that tea, girl. All right. It's balance. Ratchetness and righteousness is the yin and the yang of life. You got to be equally yoked with both. Okay, so let me let me slurp slurp real quick. Oh, that's good. That's like earthy. Interesting. It has like an earthy vibe to it. Okay. All right. So after the slurps, yes. So um, as Kel mentioned earlier, there is it is really getting real out in Nigeria right now, um, and it has been for some time. Um, so. Um, there was a big uprising that started, um, I think it actually was a, a couple weeks ago that it started with protests against um, SARS, um, which is um, a form of poli- police brutality that's going on out in Nigeria. It's actually an um, acronym for the Special Anti-Robbery Squad. Um, and it was was assembled actually all the way back in 1992 after armed robbery became rampant as most army and police resources were being utilized to find the person who murdered a Nigerian army colonel at a Lagos checkpoint. However, um, SARS has since abused its power by unlawfully arresting and targeting and harassing and torturing, even murdering and raping and extorting um, citizens that are mostly in younger age groups, as in like teenagers and young adults. Um, and so yesterday, uh, there was a big protest going on that was rather peaceful. And they ended up, even though they were trying to sing I believe it was the national anthem, they ended up opening fire on these people, on these groups of, on this group of um, Nigerian protesters. And they wouldn't even let some of the, um, not even some, they wouldn't let any of the ambulance and help come in, they meaning the army, to aid the people that were shot and hurt. Um, And they were calling a lot of them hooligans and, and just making up reasons why no one could help them. So um, really prayers up for all of these people that are, again, pushing the agenda to help us or help the Nigerian community in Nigerian country um, end this SARS group and regime. But also prayers up for them uh, that have lost members of their families, who have um, put their lives on the line to make a change. Um, Again, you know, we know that a lot about that, especially in 2020 in America, um, how we lose loved ones just for protesting again, like using your right to protest. 
So um, ways that you can help um, are contact the press. So I saw a lot of people tagging CNN, BBC, and a few other um, news groups, notable news groups on, on Instagram and Twitter, I believe, and Facebook, um, and letting them know there's a genocide that is taking place in Nigeria. Uh, amplify. While videos and images may be graphic, people need to see what is happening. Keep sharing any and all information. And of course, uh, donate. Uh, there's different websites. I know Beyonce posted a link on her page. So you could go to her, uh, I think it might even be Beyonce.com. Um, you can go to Beyonce's website and she has some reputable sources on there that you could donate to. I know one that I saw was um, feministcoalition2020.com. I didn't see that on her website because I didn't look at her website yet, but um, they are actually using Bitcoin because I know some people were like, what about the, the exchange of money or whatever, the um, currency? So you can check uh, both Beyonce's website and just Google it, you know, Google and find out some of what's going on in that situation. And I did go to Beyonce's website just now and it does look like she has, oh, she did have Feminist Coalition. Okay, great. Yeah, so that is a reputable um, website and she has Connected Development. So those are the two websites that um, she posted on her page. Yeah, you know, Nigeria, not just Nigeria, Africa in general, that's, you know, the motherland. Yes. And they have been dealing with so many hmm. different corrupt policies and government mm -hmm. issues. And I know that America gets so caught up on whatever's going on in our in our world sometimes. So it we might not hear about it as much, but we really, really do have to like check up on them, you know, spread the word and get the, the knowledge out there because there have been times I can't remember exactly which um country inside of the continent of Africa that did it. I feel like it was Nigeria, so don't. So don't stab me out here, you know, mm -hmm. any of the Nigerian <laughs> Naja tribes. But yeah. um, I believe I've heard stories such as like they would cut off the electricity. They would cut off like the internet, like so that people wouldn't be able to like talk about what's happening. So like we really do have to do our part by like being aware, sending prayers, if you got family, if you even if you got friends, you know, like check on your loved ones, things like mm -hmm. that. Like we have to stay in touch with. Yes, yes, that's a good point, Kel. Good point. And I've seen them do that in a lot of other countries, and it just goes to show, like Kel is saying, in a nutshell, what we say every week on this podcast is not just about us anymore, and we have to be remember to. Um use our resources and use our skill sets to help others in need just the same way we want to be helped because Nigerians was over there marching for us, you know? <laughs> so I, I saw the signs, the Black Lives Matter signs, you know, like we, we gotta be, it's, it's bigger than us. It's bigger. It's bigger. Um, someone, I think, uh, yeah, I posted it on our 
IG stories today, Black Lives Matter everywhere. Yes. Simply put. Simply yeah. put. But um, a life that, um, <laughs> let me not say it doesn't matter. Uh, moving on to some coonery because <laughs> just to lighten the, the load a little bit. <laughs> Um, I meant to mention this earlier, uh, I'm not earlier, last week, especially because we're always talking about philanthropy, Um, (laughs) but this is how some people can have it fucked up. Pretty Ricky's Baby Blue was arrested for being in a $24 million COVID-19 loan scam. So Brubra was using his throwbackjersey.com LLC and Blue Star Records LLC um, to claim, you know, false documents to receive $400,000 loans and um, a, over $700,000 loan for the uh, Blue Star Records LLC um, through the Small Business Administrative um, and PPP loans that were being given out during from, from the CARE Act girl. Okay, like, I don't even think CCC applied for that. You know, there were people that really was in need for this. People that had stand-up stores, you know, brick and mortars and stuff that were small businesses. And it's like, niggas like this, you know, because of course he got got caught out there because he bought a $96,000 Ferrari with the money. And that was seized at the time of his arrest. And um, he had over 90 fraudulent applications during the scam and 11 others are involved in the case child that's crazy and he just had a baby the other day too so (laughs) it's just like you doing all this and you got a child on the way my nigga like and i understand that maybe some of that could have even been the motivation but it's like why risk it like why that's crazy i seen another story very similar to that it was some like let me not play him up and coming rapper who like I just be like did y'all not learn from some of these other artists like Bobby Schmurder like you can't say certain things in songs and think that they're not going to come back and find you the government plays no games when it comes to nope. their they sure don't they are going to get it back from you by any means necessary like that's yep. crazy <laughs> Yeah, so um, of course he's maintaining his innocence and um, he was talking to, to to Shade Room followers and stuff about it and just, uh, you know, on some Tory Lane shit. So I had to take another sip. So <laughs> moving on. Um, I don't know, God bless because that's what God would want for us to bless. So, But mm, good luck. Uh, another person I want to say somewhat good luck to is ice cube so this was a hard pill for me to swallow because of the type of man that ice cube has presented himself to be for so long um in the media he's been a stand-up guy and an activist of sorts so you know maybe if i refer to him as o'shea jackson jackson i could get through it uh, so first of all, I'm gonna just tell y'all how I discovered all this coonery that was going on. Um, first I saw Amanda Seals going off about it on her IG stories and, um, she was in tears and I was like, 
nah, there's got to be, you know, basically saying that Ice Cube was involved with Trump and supporting Trump's campaign. So I'm like, nah, there's got to be something more to the story. Because just four short years ago, he tweeted that he never would support Trump. Um, so I see online that the Trump peeps are tweeting and thanking O'Shea <coughs> for joining the Trump bandwagon. And it's all due to this little black contract shit that he got going on. Then on The Breakfast Club, I saw uh, Charlemagne and um, DJ Envy talking about it. And, you know, Charlemagne was quick to say Cube never said he was on board with endorsing Trump, blah, blah, blah. You know, so I was like, okay, so there was, it was, it was incorrect. You know, I, I got happy. But then the Roland Martin interview <laughs> that followed showed the dummy mission Cube was on in full light. He was questioned on whether or not he worked with Biden's team and Cube said, that them niggas told him that they talked to him after election. He didn't say them niggas, that's just me. Um, after the election. And so apparently Trump was a little more eager to get on board and he's trying to work with whoever is trying to work to better the black people. O'Shea, why? I just wanna know why you would think that Trump, two weeks out, two weeks out, why do you think Trump wouldn't lie to you, baby? I, I just need to know, like, two weeks prior to the election. And, of course, whatever they took, uh, you know, from the little convo that you had, you know, I believe that he didn't necessarily endorse Trump and that it was just a conversation. But how many times have we seen Trump do this before? You know, of course, they took that and blew it out of proportion, you know. And now Trump's son is photoshopping pictures of you and 50 Cent's coon asses at a game and making y'all hats into little MAGA hats. And now you want to scream nigga, please. No, it's nigga, please to you, sir. Like why and how did we get here? Because even though it was evident that that interview, you didn't, it, throughout that interview that you didn't do your full research or due diligence to work with the Dems before hopping your happy ass over to Trump, you didn't even need research because hello, COVID, hello, Charlottesville, hello, Proud Boys, stand by. <laughs> hello, Mexican wall and immigrant, immigrant children in cages. Hello, Black Lives Matter and all of 2020's disrespect in general to the black people and how Trump has handled that. That's just a piece of that man's legacy that you foolishly Wanted to latch yourself to. I'm saddened <laughs> because I know that this can't possibly be because the checks stopped coming in. Because I stream Friday at least 32 times a year. So okay. what the fuck? <laughs> okay. He got coin. He got a lot of different businesses. Everything from Hollywood squares to, you know, whatever that little th big three league shit he got going and just NWA because he wrote all them niggas lyrics. Like, it's just like, you're not hurting. So where the fuck, where the fuck is fuck the police cube? Like, where he at? I just need to know. I, I'm, I'm so confused and he's being wrong and strong right now. He's not even admitting to not knowing you know doing his research beforehand or just kind of jumping in head first and making a mistake because i would respect it more 
but um i'm talking too much kel i just you know like you you said it very beautifully i wouldn't be able to like sum that up even more than what the way that you you know so eloquently put it but yeah like especially to the point of why do you feel like trump wouldn't lie to you like he has been proven a liar time after time after time after time so even if we took the election out of the conversation just the way that he had like you said just the way that he handled the covid situation just the way he handled talking about why he only paid 750 dollars for his taxes mm. just the way he handles grabbing bitches pussies and just mm. the way he handles you know like messing with little girls and paying them off with settlements and quiet money and ndas like i don't I can't respect it. I can't understand it. I won't try to make sense out of stupid because that's a waste of my time. Yeah. But, and uh, again, I say this again, because we just literally talked about that with the whole baby blue situation. Why aren't people learning from the first round? I can see if this, no, I can't see it, but I'm going to go ahead and give you, I'm going to give you, I'm going to just put it out there, but it doesn't make sense either. Even if this wasn't the first time that Trump was, electing into candidacy you know and mm-hmm. we saw the same mistake with um steve harvey wanting to yes. go to the white house and talk to him and like well let me just hear what he got to say and we saw the backlash that he got and he later was like that was one of the worst mistakes he made like i don't understand like how many people have to tell you this is not a good idea i mean common sense it's common sense at this point. You saw enough people fall on the sword ahead of you, like you said, Kel. You saw enough people do that. So I don't know, you know, you trying to pull this whole shit of like, I'm gonna work with whoever's trying to further the black people's agenda. Nigga, please. You talking about nigga, please. No, it's nigga, please to you. Cause you didn't really do your research. I heard Roland Martin was pointing out all these different people in the Democratic Party that were um, officials that were working on different plans and shit like that. And he ain't know shit else about those. Well, I wasn't informed, bitch. Nah, come on now, Cube. And my come thing, on. No, and to take it a step further, when you are in the limelight, such as Ice Cube has been you tend to get something called media training and in media training usually not even media training let's take even another step further you usually have publicists you have people who actually do your damage control for you you're not the average joe where you have to figure all this stuff out on your own why aren't you utilizing the resources that you do have for them to be able to sit down like hey these are the top i'm going to plan to go on this show i'm going to discuss this point these are the things, maybe we should do a mock interview so that we can prepare because we want to make sure that this is going to be the best interest of my brand. I don't understand why that conversation wasn't had from a, just a business perspective. And Ice Cube is a businessman, like we, movies, music, clothes, like, no, there's no, there's no excuse. There isn't, there isn't, there isn't. And if above all else, like you already said, it just it's two weeks out. What did you think was really about to happen? What did you think was really about to happen? And why did you believe Trump? Why did you even there's no there's no working with that man. There's not there's nothing. 
there's nothing. And we're going to get a little bit into that, you know, a little later. But, you know, the don't nobody else do it. Just everybody relax and fucking vote next week. Or what is that? Next week, this week, whatever, you know, because some of us are early voters. So next week, this week, and the following week. Yeah, just vote by, by November 3rd. I think no, November 3rd is the universal election day. So as long as people vote by the universal election day, we should be fine. So this is kind of funny. <laughs> And I wasn't going to mention this story, but figured might as well since a few other people are bringing it up. So apparently, um, T.I. has a new album that he just dropped. I think it just dropped called Libra, which is some acronym for, you know, niggas stay down in, in ATL under me or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, what? I don't know. It's, it's something other than that that makes sense. But, you know, basically that's what it's trying to say. So anyway, um, you know, there was this rumor going around for some time. And I vaguely remember this during the Meek Mill and Drake beef where he had said something about somebody peeing on Drake. I thought that was like a, a myth or whatever with him and um, Diddy but apparently T.I. was involved in this and um, in one of his songs that he has with um, I think John Legend is on this song as a matter of fact um, the lyrics go while I'm fighting for my own somehow you got home oh while I'm fighting from fighting my own somehow you got you home so drunk in LA end up pissing on Drake shit fuck it that's still my brother since back in the trap house. Um, so apparently the backstory to this was that they was all at um, the film um, premiere for uh, Taken, which had all those stars and it had um, old boy from Fast and the Furious that passed away, unfortunately, and suddenly... Um, I forget his name right now, but y'all know who I'm talking about. Walker. Hmm? Walker. Uh, yes, Paul Walker. Paul Walker. It had Chris Brown. It had Idris Elba. You know, at the time they had all these sexy dudes in it, and then it was a trash movie um, for the to the critics at least. But um, yeah, apparently it was at that film film um, premiere or whatever that they were in the theater and his friend was so drunk, T.I.'s friend was so drunk that he ended up peeing on himself. And the pee actually reached, the strength of the pee reached to um, Drake's shoe. And Drake got up and ran out of the theater, pissed off, yelling motherfucker. I think this is kind of stupid, but... <laughs> Drake has not um, publicly responded to the song or the rumor in question, but has unfollowed T.I. on the socials. And while this is super weird for T.I. to be bringing up years down the line, this was yeah, like that's 10 years. Like, what was the point? What was the point? I, I agree. But then I thought about it and I was like, one could see this as a taste of Drake's own medicine and how he loves to name drop 
you know, people like Scissor and shit. So shrug. <laughs> you know, he just got name dropped for a golden shower. So hmm. uh Lovecraft Country finale. Did you watch, my dear? Oh, that's what I was gonna say earlier. Like with everything with Ice Cube, I was gonna say, yeah, just like D said at the end, they never learn. You know, I don't know what, what it's gonna take for some of these black men <laughs> to learn. But um yeah, did you get to see it? I did. Okay, I did. let's dish. Let us dish on. What did you think? What did you think of the finale without, um, I guess without giving anything away really quick, just in a few words, like, did you feel good about it? Did you feel like you had a lot of answers that were left unanswered? Like, what? What did you feel about it? Okay. Um, I was disappointed in the end. Okay. I don't know what I was expecting, mm-hmm. but I felt like it was, I don't know, it was like it was a bit of predictability in a lot of the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like it was such a good show and always keeping me on my edge to be like, what the fuck, I need to understand what they meant by that try to find like the like you always say easter eggs or the gems or whatever and then, and then when i listened to the podcast like well maybe i missed something maybe it was so deep that it went over my head and then <laughs> I the podcast and i was just like no i'm just that's the ending okay so i hope that it does get renewed still because i really enjoyed it i, n- I never knew that i like sci-fi until Lovecraft Crunchy, honestly. And it's funny because I said it um, in one of our like discussion boards on in school when they were asking us about Mm -hmm. like using our stuff. I was like, I just found out that I'm in love with (laughs) sci-fi. But I, yeah, I was a little disappointed in the end. I was, it was very predictable. Like it was predictable about, I won't say what happened, but no, you can, you can actually, now that you've gone further into it. Yeah, go ahead. I feel like the whole, um, Christina killing, um, Ruby, very predictable. And then taking on her body figured that, um, I I, I guess I was slow for that one. Yeah. When she came back to that was coming, you saw that coming. Yeah, for sure. I saw it coming one because of the, the argument that they had. I figured Ruby would still change her mind because at the end of the day, she still has this idea of family and love. But I understood that their dynamic of sisterly dynamic because I have a very similar family (laughs) uh, Mm -hmm. dynamic with my family. So I figured, I understood their relationship. So I figured that at the end of the day, that was the move that was gonna be made. and I saw when she, when Ruby was in there trying to look at the, um, asking her all these random ass questions and, you know, like, so what are you about to do with that? And she was looking at that, the, 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 the little vial of blood, yeah, mm-hmm. the little vial of blood or whatever. I was like, oh yeah, she going to kill her. And then when it got, then when it switched to the, um, her coming out to the car as they were leaving, I was like, oh, that's some bullshit. Either, and David was like, either she's going to attack. I was like, nah, that's not really Ruby. So <laughs> then they got in that car scene. Oh shit. The car scene where they were singing it, I was like, no. Whenever there's happy music and any type of horror, thriller, suspense, 
you know the fuck is about to go and I was like nah this yeah. is good it's about to go left real quick and then it like it didn't happen right away but then it happened later on I was like mm. so when it was checking the putting the blood signs on the, in the tower and she was like what would happen if I was like I knew it damn yeah <laughs> I, knew I knew it right and um so that was predictable um, my dumb ass thought that she like in that very moment my foolish ass thought that she was saying that because she like told ruby i mean she told ruby told christina something like you know clued her into the thing and then of course when she kept talking i was like oh shit it's christina god damn <laughs> <laughs> i didn't i wasn't sure if um La Letty um was going to die when she threw when she threw her out because I was like, well, she took away the the, the yeah. I was confused. Like, when the hell did she put the shit on her stomach again? The the in, right. in so vulnerability. Huh? I said, yeah, that definitely that part definitely threw me off too. I was like, so so she can't take the protection smell off for real, for real, like whatever the case may be. So um, I figured Christina was going to um, either Christina was going to die, but I knew Atticus was going to still sacrifice his life. And that's why he, and I think that part did hurt me. And it hurt even more when he looked at Letty like, it's okay. Because I was like, oh, and then he's in this Jesus position. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, this was definitely like a little Jesus allegory somewhat. Because it's like he had to die for, you know, well, it was for all the white people's sins and to save the black people. So definitely was like a little metaphor there, but I still was hurt. It's just like when you watch Passion of the Christ, like it's like, oh man, he really got to die. Right, <laughs> right, right. And that part where he was in the astral, ancestral plane as um, a lot of people were calling it. Um, his mom. Yeah, with his mom. And he was his mom was holding him. He was like, I don't want to die. And he looked like a little boy. I felt like I almost was brought to tears. I was like, damn, you know, imagine that. But God forbid. But, you know, I just was like, and they all somebody I think it was on the podcast, the main HBO podcast that they said, like, all of them had to make a sacrifice. All the women in that family had to make a sacrifice in order to for the betterment of the lineage i guess um of the family so he was just that another sacrifice deep. i'm just like damn how many times are they gonna keep fucking sacrificing like shit um you weren't the only one that felt that way about being disappointed like a lot of people were disappointed there's another i listened to that podcast and then me and dennis also watched this guy called uh um yeah, not Greg Spot Thomas, I think it's his name. And it's like GP, GS something or whatever on Insta on um YouTube. And he does reviews with this little white girl that he's friends with. And it's just like a nerdy, like they be in their nerdy bag about like everything from um Harry Potter to Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. So they both watched and reviewed the each episode and so that's it kind of gives an unbiased person like really unbiased because it also has a white person involved in the reviews too right. um with the girl uh but it really gives more of a like less emotional um 
review of each episode so i don't know if you would like to look into that as well i mean now the show is over but if you ever wanted to revisit um that was a good one me and dennis watched that every week as well too and they both felt like the way it ended um it left a lot of questions and they kind of tried to stuff a lot of answers into one episode and their biggest one of the biggest things i heard them say was that they didn't like how ruby was killed off camera it was just like flashbacks of right. you know she was like such an important character on the show right. a pivotal character and you know even if she was a supporting and not a lead she was a she moved the story timeline along the story plot along with some of her actions um and just her relationship with christina so you know, not to go too far into our nerd bag because Freaks and Geeks is really coming out right now. But <laughs> I told Gemma, <laughs> I told Gemma she needs to watch this show. And I was like, uh, uh, she was like, you know, is it scary or whatever? And I was like, no, if me and Kel, me and Kel both watch the show. So if we both watched, she was like, oh, okay. I feel like she felt self safer when she heard you watch it too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Cause I guess I'd be like pushing the limits sometimes, but I'd be scared. You do. I'd be like, and I was, I've always. I'd be scared. I'd be scared after the fact. Like, yo, what the fuck did she have me watching? I always feel that way. And then I end up watching it. And then I'm like, oh, now I'm addicted. (laughs) Yeah. No, this, this one, I was like, it really is. When I told her about all the magic involved, she really seemed like, oh, this is, that's probably going to be my shit. Right. So I was like, are y'all into sci-fi? And she was like, more so, I think OC's into sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, but she said when she heard when the mag when I said is a lot of magic and and stuff like that, she was like, Oh yeah, that that's probably gonna be more so my shit. So I think she's gonna check it out. Maybe we could get our nerd on with her when she starts watching it. <laughs> but definitely wanna see if they come out with a new episode. I mean a new season. I heard on the podcast that it took them like three years to pull this together, but Dennis was saying, he brought up a good point. He said maybe it took three years to, like a couple years to figure out the whole show in itself and the casting and writing and blah, blah, blah. But to bring in, um, to film it, it might've been only like a year. So maybe the, it'll take only a year to get another one, and, and you know they just test niggas for COVID and keep keep it ro- keep it rolling, you know, with the film industry right now. So I do hope we get it again. A lot of people had issues. One last thing I want to bring up: a lot of people had issues with um, D choking out and killing, I guess, um, the the antagonist. Yeah, that's what she would be called, the antagonist, Christina. <sighs> Why? What? I mean, I didn't, I don't know. If I, if I just tried not to think about what other people said, because, you know, I heard two different opposing ideas. The HBO podcast, they fucked with it. Um, the other thing that I watched, they didn't fuck with it. Um, because they felt like she, they were trying to make her like an Arya Stark for all the Lord of the Rings. No, not Lord of the Rings. Um, what's that other shit? Game of Thrones. You know, like, oh, she's been so mistreated, mistreated and now she's turned into a beast. You know, I, I didn't see that. I, I think when I first saw it, I was like, oh, you know, it did like 
somewhat surprised me. I knew she was going to do it at that point, but I thought she was, you know what it was? I thought she was going to let the Shogoth eat her or bite her head off. That's what I thought was going to happen. That was my initial thought too. I thought she was going to get the thing and that whole scene. Okay. Let me break down that scene real quick. So Mm -hmm. when all the little lizard thing, whatever you called it. Yeah. The Shogoth. Yeah. The Shogoth or whatever. I thought Christina in the beginning was the beginning was the one who used to control it, right? Didn't she used to control it with the women? Yeah, and I don't know how they got control of a shogoth, but they was like, that's the black shogoth. And they had because all the other shogoths were white looking. And this shogoth was dark. It was black, but go ahead. So I thought that was really unique. And that's what I was looking to find out more information where I was like, there was things that I really didn't understand. And I was hoping the podcast would bring that to the light, but they didn't. Um, so that was one thing and then I realized when she when she didn't when the Shogoth thing didn't eat Christina I was like so this means the only way that this story will continue is going to be through D so D is going to be the next storyline as far as like whatever happens like she's the one who started illustrating the stories so they started to introduce her character with that like so Tick had to die because his story doesn't need to continue he's he did what he needed to do it still hurts my heart but you're right because did you know like a lot of people talked about this more so like than on the hbo podcast but on the other things i would watch about um lovecraft country i forgot there was a part i don't know if he said it or if we saw it but there was a part where basically a robotic arm with a cloak on um, a, ro- a cloaked figure with a robotic arm pushed um, Tick back into present day um, when he went through his little uh, j- journey or whatever through the little multiverse machine. And so people knew that that was going to be D when they saw D get um, in, in, I don't know, infected, whatever you want to call that, with the um, top seeds um you know when she had to go through the exorcism and her hand was like you know chewed the fuck up gangrene whatever you want to call it it rotted to death I guess um when her hand rotted like that um people knew that the hand that pushed Tick back into modern day or present day was Dee's hand um, and so I think that also t- tacks on to what you said about how she's going, and she's the one that gave him the book too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, or that hand was the one that gave him the book. So yeah, I think the storyline is going to be about D and I do like how she said they never learn. Cause I, I didn't know what she said. Like, um, I, I didn't think she said they never learn or they'll, ne- I think I might've thought she said they'll never learn like about the white people, but she was what? talking about how they never learn. And they always, there was a part in the book that she read where it was like, they'll have to spill other people's blood in order to really, you know, win or whatever. So like leaving what's her name there to her own devices, even though she was being crushed, what's her name meaning Christina, even though she's being crushed by, crushed by a, a big boulder or whatever the fuck was on her stone, broken wood, whatever. Um, she still could have possibly gotten help or something. Cause I don't know who those children of the corn people were, but they disappeared. <laughs> so 
that's my thing too. I don't think Christina's really dead. Me neither. I don't think Christina's really dead. I think she's going to resurface. Um, just because I feel like, okay, not I feel like. Man, no, the same way, what's her name was able to like die and then wake up and come back out of nowhere. Um, L- Letty with the unveiling spirit form. She's not really a human. So I feel like, and I know she's trying to get to the point where she's immortal. So I think there is, she's, okay, let me say this. She's in spirit form, but she does still have like a piece of human part of her or whatever. But I feel like she, and she's trying to get to the point of immortality. And I don't think she's quite there. She's not quite there yet, but I just, I don't, she's going to come back. She, yeah. She's going to resurface. Um, the Dragoo girl, um, Gia, um, Oh, the Camille or whatever. She's like a yeah. fox with nine tails. She pissed me off because Why I'm sorry. Let me what? Why she wait so late? Why she Why she just... wait so long to to bring out yes. the fucking tails? Yes. What, what the fuck? Sis. <laughs> and, and at first I was like, maybe she has to fuck somebody to do it. But then when she did it without fucking anyone, I was even more pissed. Right. Somebody said on Demetria Lucas's page, <laughs> they commented, they said, I thought she was going to have to get hit from the bike to, <laughs> to activate them nine tails. Because <laughs> that's why I was confused. I was like, okay, so she's not doing nothing because she has to have sex with people in order for the tails to come to life. But then when she just looked at the fucking moon and shit and was like, oh, I have to touch the star. Bitch, you could have been done that. Wasting time. Right. You sitting here, you out here fighting these little Quakers with your hands. Like, what the fuck? Hello, girl. Yeah, that was a great show. I hope it comes back. Um, I'm about to watch another show called um, uh, The Boys. I don't know if you've heard of it. On Prime, Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's been sitting up there and... David has talked about it, but I haven't. Um, I haven't really looked into it. I wanted to see something called Grand Army, the Grand Army on Netflix. Yeah, but yeah, I heard that's good too. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah, I heard Grand Army is good. Um, the boys, I did learn what the boys is, and it's basically like if superheroes weren't really um, all good natured like they seem to be. And if they were a little more less thoughtful in how they go about trying to solve problems in the world. So like Deadpool. Huh? Like Deadpool? You know how like he's like anti-hero? Yeah, yeah, it's like anti-hero. And so you have all of these all of these heroes that are like, you know, like uh, Captain America or Flash or um what's the woman one uh, wonder woman mm-hmm. um you know all these people and they have them as different names but really these are all people that are were injected with superpowers by nazi um scientists mm. and so a lot of them are racist homophobic it's, it's just like really kind of dark again like we're going that. Like that dark realm but it's not dark in the sense of scary it's more so dark in the sense of like just dark like mean 
Um, and then they have these other characters called the boys. Um, and fine-ass Laz Alonzo is one of those characters. And they're like an underground team that's trying to put a stop and an end to the superheroes and the public persona that they're so great, even though these people are really kind of low-key evil, these superheroes. So um, I want to try that out. I do want to see Grand Army Plaza. I feel like that's going to be Grand Army Plaza. I'm saying that because I know that's what it's based off because my mom. Anyway, <laughs> Grand Army. I want to see Grand Army, but I feel like it's going to make me cry um, when I watch it. Oh, so that's based off a true story? Uh, oh, Kel. So, okay, before I get to the last one, did you see, I was telling Dennis, like, this is Kel's bag. Did you see... Um, Katie takes Paris or some shit like that. Did you see that one on Netflix? Yeah, <laughs> but it's funny that you said that because you know my fairy god mentor in my head, Eliza Litt, um, the writer of Mark Make Your Mark. She has been talking all about it, and I was like, I I saw the um the trailer for it, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch that when it came out. But I didn't even realize it had came uh, it when it comes out. But I didn't realize it came out already. But yes, girl, that is on my watch list too. I'm, I was trying to like get through my staple shows, but I see that my staple shows have like a lot of seasons. So I'm gonna have to do like tag team in them and figure it out from that way. But yes, yes, that's yes. on my list. <laughs> yes, because as soon as I saw the beginning of the, I saw it like the beginning of the trailer and I was like, what in the Sex in the City? And it's <laughs> definitely written by the same people that did Sex in the City. So I was like, oh my God, of course. This is like if Carrie was younger and moved to Paris instead of, you know, like staying in New York. This, that's exactly what that shit is. And I've heard stuff about dating in France. I randomly came across this YouTube channel of this black woman who's dating, who was talking about dating in France and how different it is, like how... Um, not consensual what's the word like when you're not like okay she says something like okay you go on like three dates and if you don't make something like legit like y'all make a legit connection in three dates like it's already like socially normal to like not hear from that person anymore like you you cut it off like and relationships start really fast out there but they also are very much so like, oh, I'm dating other people. Like It was just like really interesting. So for that alone, I was like, oh, I wonder if they're going to play some of that out in um, Blah 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 Takes Paris, whatever her name is. And lastly, um, Bad Hair Film. Um, I don't know if you saw that on Netflix. You saw the... I think I saw uh, a trailer for it, but I did... I don't really remember what happened. So go ahead and tell me what that was about. Oh, really quick, because I know this R&R went long. I thought we was going to end fast, too. But once we got into Lovecraft, that took on a whole nother life. <laughs> I should have left Lovecraft. Right. For but yeah. anyway, the bad hair um, film is basically set in the 80s. I think Jordan Peele is involved with this one. I figured. Is he? Or am I? Oh, no, it's not Jordan Peele. It's another guy. It's another guy. I just can't remember his name. But anyway, you got Lance Gross, fine ass in there. Um, a few other notable celebrities um, are in it. I'm going to just leave it at that just to continue your story quicker. And it's this character, this woman who is, you know, young and she's working in the music industry, working like at something that's kind of like 
you know, like not American Bandstand, but maybe more like a Soul Train or whatever, like, you know, some something from the 80s where everybody is, you know, talking about hip hop on this TV show, public access type TV show. And um, basically they're talk they don't really give her enough respect at the job because her hair, is, is Vanessa Williams in it? I think she is. They don't give her enough respect because her hair is, oh, and Kelly Rowland. I think Kelly Rowland's in it. Um, her hair is not, you know, fried, dyed and laid to the side or whatever, you know, or some kind of S curl in it or Jerry curl or long and luxurious or whatever. She's just rocking her natural hair. And so then her, I think her boss gets her to get her hair done to be a better representation of the company. And basically the hair takes on a life of its own. Like it just makes her feel like she's top notch and like nobody can fuck with her. And I think the hair starts to become evil or something or makes her evil. And then there's killing going on and all kinds of shit. So it's a very creative, quirky horror film. So I do plan to watch it because I don't think it's going to be that scary, uh, but I think it will give thriller vibes, which can be scary if uh, you allow it to be. (laughs) Um, But I think it's going to be some thriller, scary type vibes with the 80s feel and everything. So I'm here for it. Definitely going to support it. Um, Yeah, I'm not going to do that one. You what? Why? Because you, the, okay, so there's not mannequins. No, nah, it's still a bit too much for me. It's because you got that. so many wigs. Girl, no, not even that. No, it's just, uh, no, I'm going to just let that one go. That, that okay. one fit with me. But tell you can tell me about it. Like, but I, I will, I will, I'll report back, y'all. I'll report back. <laughs> but no, you said something y'all... earlier about Grand Army. Is that supposed to be a true story? Oh, no, no. I don't know if it is a true story. No, I don't think it is. I think Grand Army is a fictional story. And what I heard on a podcast was that it's about, you know, it's just a coming of age type. Is it a film or is it a show? It's a show. Okay, so it's a coming of age type show. And it's supposed to expose like all the issues that we currently have going on with this generation, but just within a younger generation. So there's going to be you know, some Me Too stuff happening. There's going to be um, racial discrimination on, you know, a microaggression level and, you know, all kinds of shit going on. So I, I don't know why, but I feel like I'm going to get emotional about it. Um, and it's um, an assorted cast on there too. It's black, Asian, you know, white. So I'm excited to to see it you know they'll probably talk about gentrification who knows because Brooklyn has a lot of that I don't I didn't hear that per se but I would be surprised because the same way um she's got to have it talked about that I can't see them not talking about that with it being set in Brooklyn and them giving it the name Grand Army after Grand Army Plaza so it'll be interesting to see all right y'all well, let's get into our talk topic for today. So hopefully this can go by a little faster. Um, but we know y'all love to hear us talk. That's why you listen this long. And we thank you for that. All right. So the election chat. I drank my tea with lemon just for this moment. 
so I don't get a cracky throat. All right, so y'all know November 3rd is the big day, y'all. Um, however you can participate in um, voting, make sure that you do that. Uh, early voting is going on October 26th through November 2nd. Um, times and uh, I don't think days, I think it's mostly times may differ for different locations, but out here in Maryland, at least, is 7 to a.m. to 8 p.m. in various locations. Um, and, you know, we're always preaching about voting, especially locally, because those outcomes usually affect your day-to-day -day lifestyle. And I know we kind of grew up just mainly being hyper-focused on the executive branch. So today, we're going to give you all a little government refresher. <laughs> as well as um, things to look out for while you're voting. So firstly, let's break down, you know, the three branches of the U.S. government quickly, starting with the most important branch, which a lot of people wouldn't expect, but it is the legislative branch. Right. A lot of people, like we said, are so focused on who's the president, but you have to pay attention to the legislative branch. Why? The legislative branch is made up of two houses, um, Congress and the Senate, um, excuse me, um, two houses of Congress, the Senate and the House of Representatives. And so the House, you have represent, oh, so much, a slew of representatives in every state and, uh, and two uh, Senate members for each state, which that's questionable because when you think about how large, you know, California is and you only have two senates in a in con, in comparison to Rhode Island and having two senates it's like okay but I digress the most important duty of the legislative branch is to make laws that influence our daily lives like I said earlier to put emphasis on it Laws are written discussed and voted in Congress the Senate must ratify all treaties by a two-thirds vote. So meaning as long as two-thirds of them say yay, uh, don't matter who else say nay. <laughs> so among the powers that they have, the legislative branch makes all the laws. They declare war. That was news to me. I didn't know that either. They regulate interstate and foreign commerce and control taxing and spending policies. So all them taxes that we pay, they are the ones that are in charge of that. Mm -hmm. um, they also hold hearings to inform the legislative process, um, conduct investigations to oversee the executive branch, something else that I didn't know, but I guess that makes sense from what just happened with Trump with the impeachment that they tried to do. Mm -hmm. And they serve as the voice of the people and the states in the federal government. So you know, that's why it's so important when you see how, you know, people try to turn the Congress, the um, House of, uh, yes, turn Congress into a majority, you know, Democrat, Democratic uh, House or whatever. Like, that's why they put so much emphasis on how, what the House is looking like, because they are uh, the majority of what is happening. They're responsible for the majority of what is happening in this country or what is allowed to happen in this country. Wow. Um, next, the executive branch. Uh, so the executive branch of the United States is responsible for enforcing laws. 
um, is powered, is vested in the president, of course, and the president acts as both the head of state and commander in chief of the armed forces. So, you know, legislative declares the war. Trump, uh, I don't even want to give him that credit, but he is the president. Whoever the president is says, go to war to the, to the armed forces. Um, the president is also responsible for implementing and enforcing the laws written by Congress um, and to that end. So he enforces said laws written by Congress um, and he appoints the heads of federal agencies, including the cabinet. Um, and the VP, of course, if y'all don't already know this, can also stand in for the president if the need arises. That's why it's important who the VP is, because you never know. <laughs> okay, that's why we still side eyeing Pence. Um, now, finally, the judicial branch is the branch of the government that interprets the meaning of our laws. Uh, the judicial branch impacts us because it protects us from the laws that might violate the Constitution, in theory, of course, um, because we've seen so many times <laughs> that that didn't fucking matter. But the judicial branch will also determine uh, what punishment is for a person who broke the law. So that is a breakdown of the different um, branches of the government. Um, the purpose of having three is to ensure that one doesn't become more powerful than the other. Um, but we have already seen what that has done in the last four years with Trump. Trump has definitely made the executive branch seem a lot more powerful than it should be, according to these definitions. Yeah, you know, like America is known for checks and balances, quote unquote, mm -hmm. bunny ears up. Um, but we know that the the checks is only going to the rich and there's no balance among, you know, equal rights and justices. So this is why we need to pay attention to who actually has the power and making sure that they their views align with our lifestyle and what's going to be for the betterment of our people. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I know that we talked a little bit about everything um, with the whole SARS movement, how we have to care about other people. When it comes to this election, shit ain't fair you got to care about yourself so um do what is best for you vote who is in the best interest of you and with that said cal you sent me a link to a great website called um on your ballot vote 411 yes so on your ballot for vote 411 website i when I opened my um, ballot, I saw these names and I didn't want to just vote for people based off of, oh, they sound black or, oh, they're democratic. Let me just go ahead and vote for them. I really wanted to make sure that, you know, their views align with mine. And I think it's so important to research, you know, what these people's views are, how, you know, like what have they done in the past? What are the things, the issues that they have agreed upon, the laws and the bills that they have passed, you know, the type of judgments that they have made to make a sound decision on who I felt like should be in office or who I wanted to advocate for me mm. uh, and my future and my um, future's future. So, cause as you know, when, when election season comes we don't really feel the full effects of it until years later. 
and the terms are typically four years, right? Yeah. 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 Depending on, at least for the executive branch is four years. I think two for the representatives. Yeah. Something like that. Right. So, and what I, what I found, I, I found myself finding out more and more information, like when I was doing these research. So when I went on the, on your ballot vote, I think um, I was looking at the ballot for the judges, trying to figure out like which judges I wanted to be in office. And I was like, well, I wonder what it takes to actually be a judge. And you would be, I mean, um, not, yeah, to, to be a circuit judge, I think. Circuit. Yes, girl, I saw, mm-hmm. It does not take hardly anything to be a judge and for you to be able to stay in office and stay in that position of power for a long period of time. I mean, I'm talking about as long as you pass the board, of course, of law, um, pass your board, be 30 years old, be a current resident um, of whatever state and county you're in, and to complete a residency for six months. Like, that is it. And that's scary because if you have a person who doesn't care about you or the things or about your future or just it that could be detrimental and these Mm -hmm. people can stay in the office from the age of 30 to 70 where then when you get to age 70 you are required to retire so we really really gotta start paying attention to who we're putting in these offices you don't want to get you you complain about free ray ray and you know (laughs) but you didn't vote for the right person to be able to to actually free these people so you know what i'm saying like so we got to make better decisions so i the thing i like the most about this website it offers you a a chance to compare the two but like they ask you a set of questions i'm trying to pull up the website real quick actually so that i can tell y'all the um questions that they actually that will kind of help you make a sound decision or whatever give me a moment mm-hmm. and i just found them on instagram while you're looking that up and so i definitely will be posting this tomorrow to go with our post tomorrow um about the podcast i will be posting um vote 411 information in our ig story for show. Sure. <laughs> i know right and i'm like come on technology like when i'm trying to write do it fast okay here mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so yeah so it gives you the opportunity to do like a compare and when you do the compare they ask them like specific questions like how does your experience prepare you for the duties of this office what are the greatest challenges that your particular area's court system this is just i'm giving the example with the judges mm-hmm. and how can these things be addressed you know what can the courts do to reduce recidivism i hope i said that right word right um, what steps on the court can the courts take to reduce the risk that bias will influence the outcome of legal proceedings? These are questions that you might not even think of. Like when you're doing your research, some people don't know like where to start, where to begin. This will, this website will kind of give you that guide of like, okay, this is, I, these are the questions I should start formulating and thinking and asking myself as to what is important to me and what is aligned with my values. So yes, definitely check it out. It's a free website. You don't got to pay nothing. And it makes it easier to research all the types of um, candidates that are running. And it's not just judges. It's literally anyone that's on your ballot. Yeah, I love how they broke it down because I went there and I saw the one that you sent me was for PG, but I'm actually voting in Charles County, which is something that 
I'm definitely going to, once we are in a permanent location, I'm definitely going to change it to wherever I live because I want to vote on where I live. You yeah. know, I'm at that age now where it's like, I'm not just, you know, obviously we both are a little more enlightened <laughs> in this process. And so, um, of course, I wasn't going to waste time and vote elsewhere because we we in a fight right now <laughs> with trying to get everything in looking good I, I ain't got time <laughs> to change my ballot right now however um you know i i loved how i was able to uh search go and search where i'm voting and then i was like is this outside i didn't realize that it was like for everywhere in the u.s so i searched queens new york and everything from new york came up and i was like oh shit this is like the truth right here <laughs> this this uh page this website yeah it's really really great because i did ha- find it hard to find some of these candidates websites so it was very very user-friendly in a sense of trying to find out like what these people's issues are and the things that they care about now everything is yes. going to be on there under the sun but it at least gives you a good starting point if you it really did it was a great starting point I loved how they even like separated it. Like you had the executive branch. What was it? it was presidential race. And then like the circuit, like they had it really like broken down in tabs and then you could click on the tab. And I know a lot of these government websites, like I hate these government websites. Like all, yeah. most government websites just be looking like a bunch of words. And that's exactly what that was. But this one, layman's terms. <laughs> yes. This one was really good. I really like how they sorted everything out. They really took their time with it. It does, you know, at first look like a a government website with them bland ass colors, but, you know, they got to cater to certain (laughs) crowds or whatever, but I do love how they spaced everything out. So while we're on that topic, um, we're going to move into how to vote. So voting in person, you know, there's two ways that you could do these votes right now, in a sense. Um, you know, especially if you're voting early. So we're not even talking about, of course, going and voting in person the day of. So you know already how to do that. Um, But Maryland voters um, can actually vote before election day, like most other places. Um, Unfortunately, the the day to uh, send your ballot, send for an early voting ballot to mail in was the 20th which was yesterday um of course this will be two days ago for when you guys hear this podcast um but if you want to vote in person um the early voting period runs from monday october 26 2020 to monday november 2nd so the day before actual voting um and the dates and hours may vary based on where you live but um you know that's pretty much it uh for maryland Voting in the mail, as I said already, for us in the Maryland DMV area, that was um, that deadline has passed. However, you could fill out um, your uh, well. Yes, I do want to go over this. When you're voting in the mail, you really have to pay attention the same way you do when you do it inside of the the um, booth. Uh, make sure that you fill your thing out. Your um, ballot out with black ink um not your cute uh pink gel pen let's not do that Uh, (laughs) 
and fill it out all the way. Uh, don't, you know, this, come on, y'all. We all did standardized tests. Do not do the little, you know what you have to do to make it count. Do not do it halfway. Make sure that you fill out the entire circle. Um, also check to see, this is something extra. Check to see if your ballot requires a photocopy of your ID. Apparently some ballots do in certain locations. I don't know about in, Mar in any of the counties in Maryland, but um, in certain areas, they require a, a photocopy of your ID or your ballot is invalid. So make sure that you check to see if that is the case for you. Um, and um, for us here, uh, your ballot must be, and I think everywhere, uh, your ballot must be postmarked by Tuesday, November 3rd, 2020, and received no later than Friday, November 13th, 2020, by 10 a.m. Y'all, do not risk it. Just go ahead and turn your ballot in in person by Tuesday, November 3rd, by 8 p.m. You can find your ballot tracking information um, on your local website. And I know that a lot of the ballots, the mail-in ballots on the back of it or somewhere on there, it'll tell you the locations where you can drop it off. So make sure you do your due diligence. Now, I know that, you know, some people are out here burning fucking early ballots. You know, did you hear about that happening out in Baldwin Hills in California? They out here burning ballots. <laughs> I didn't hear about burning ballots. I did hear locally here in D.C. They were stealing um, the post office trucks. They were like, literally See, that's the crazy shit. Like, it's like, if I can be vulnerable a little bit, you know, I know we, we put on a brave face and we're like, go out and do your, do your vote, you know, get out there. Every vote counts. But I do have to say on one end, I'm just like, yo, not that it doesn't matter. Like my vote doesn't matter. I, I do strongly feel my vote matters, even with the electoral college and all that bullshit, which is a whole other conversation. But I do wonder, like, when is the best time to turn in my ballot? If yeah. they're out here burning ballots, stealing trucks, like, is it better to wait till the third to drop that shit off? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that personally, because I feel like they're, the same way there's going to be a line to go inside and, and punch a hole or, or, you know, whatever, a circle or thing there's going to be a line outside of those little mailbox things that they have collecting the ballots. So, I, you know, like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But um, I don't know what you think about that, Kel. Do you feel a certain I, way? I agree. I have even, you know, consulted with one of our good friends. I'm not going to say her name because okay, right, right. that's obvious. But um, I've even consulted with her about, you know, like, is this even a safe option voting by mail? Like, does it make more sense to actually go there? Um, and basically her advice was, it should be safe. We should still feel comfortable going, I mean, voting by mail, but if you want to go to the, um, the actual dedicated locations and make sure that there are dedicated locations, you have to be very, very careful because you can't believe everything you read, so I would say, you know, like double, triple check, call around, make sure the websites are reputable where you're getting your sources or your information from, because it's crazy out here, like, like we were talking about. But yes, I, I'm going to still try to vote by mail and I'm just going to pray about it. Like it's, it's above us. 
it's above us now word is above us is you know like you said the other day on instagram god heal our land please because um i yeah i think what i'm gonna do is not i think what i do i always planned on doing is going and turning it in myself at the little drop-off location the official drop-off location and um that'll be that because I don't really, tr- I mean, I'm glad that people are able to put it in the mail, but me personally, I want to be doubly sure. I even wanted to do that. I would have done that with my marriage license, but Dennis's parents took it upon themselves to kindly package our marriage license and put it in the mail for us. But, you know, when we first got it and filled it out, you know, I asked Dennis to go up to, especially with COVID and the timeline that we had, I asked him to go up to the courthouse and put, turn it in to get the process going. So now that we've signed it, his parents, you know, send it out, you know, last week or whatever already within the time frame. But um, th- that's just the type of woman I am or person I am. I'm just gonna try and put my hands on it till I can't hand <laughs> have my hands on it anymore. So right. I'm gonna do like our friend Kid B did and drop that shit off in the box. And make sure y'all are going to the places, the drop-off locations that the actual ballot tells you to go to because the Republicans have been um, putting official ballot drop-off stickers on um, false drop-off locations. Yes. And stealing people's ballots. That's a very good point. Yeah, Yeah, I too... Plan. Yeah, I only see two locations. Just to reiterate what Kel is saying, on mine, and the, my father said that to me too. Look at what's on your ballot. On mine, it literally has two locations, two Baltimore accent. So I'm not going to be dropping it off just anywhere, all willy nilly in Charles County. I'm going to drop it off where my ballot says I'm supposed to drop it off. So, and that's on period. On per. <laughs> All right, y'all. So that is it for this topic. Um, basically, make sure that you w- look out for um, the final debate, even though, you know, it's kind of for entertainment purposes at this point, like Charlemagne said. But, um, you know, we're just going to have this little bit debate. Let's see how it goes with the muting of the mics. Um, I don't know. Part of me is like, I wonder how Trump is going to supersede that. Part of me is really wondering how he's gonna. He can. I I don't know. Maybe he'll he'll jump across and grab the microphone or leave. Maybe he'll like get pissed off and leave in the middle, the same way he didn't want to do the town hall. Uh, when was that? Earlier this week or last week or whatever. He didn't want to do the little town hall and he rejected that. So we will see how he handles this because I just am wondering how he's gonna get away with it somehow. I just. I call me pessimistic, whatever, but like, I just, I don't know. I'm like, he's going to try and do something about it. He's not going to maintain decorum because he has none. (laughs) He has none. So I just, I don't see it. So the debate topics really quick y'all for this final debate (laughs) um, tomorrow or today while y'all are listening is fighting COVID-19 American families race in america climate change national security and leadership so uh we'll it'll be an interesting 
debate for sure to see how um, it goes, especially with the muting of the mics. You know, CCC will be tweeting, live tweeting during the debate tomorrow. So come, you know, chill and drink with us and, you know, cry <laughs> if you have to, or at least get some laughs off. Laugh your pain. Laugh through the pain. Laugh through the pain, y'all. Indeed. All right, Kel. Let's get into this philanthropy highlight. Cool. All right, y'all. So for this week's philanthropy highlight, you know, we've been talking about everything with the election. I wanted to highlight some people who, an uh, organization who is actually going above and beyond, not, not only for the election, but for a whole bunch of other reasons. And this is called the Sentencing Project. So if you don't know or have had any type of relationship with a person that is a returning citizen, you might not know that they don't have, depending on their charges, if they're a felony, they don't have voting rights until they pay off a certain amount of their debt. And that debt can be very, very high. So with the sentencing project, what I'm gonna talk a little bit about what they do and how they you know, advocate for the returning citizens. So their mission is to um, the sentencing project works for a fair and effective US criminal justice system by producing groundbreaking research to promote reforms in sentencing policy, address um, unjust racial disparities and practices and to advocate for alternatives to incarceration. So as a result, the Sentencing Project's 34 years of research, publications, and advocacy, many people know that this country is the world's leader in incarceration. The racial disparities pervade the criminal justice system, that over 6 million Americans can't vote because of felony convictions, and that thousands of women and children have lost food stamps and cash assistance as a result of convictions for drug offenses. So they are fighting back to make sure that we are able to have a little bit more justice so that they hit, they too can have a voice. Now, you know, everybody has made mistakes and a lot of these people are what exactly what the term is supposed to be called, returning citizens. So yes, they have done a crime, yeah. but they were past ex-convicts, but now they are returning citizens and we should give them their rights back because they have done their time. Yeah. So um, I just wanted to highlight them and it's called Sentencing Project. You can reach out or find out more about how you can donate to their cause, how that you can um, go to these court systems, um, court hearings that they do, talk with the, the Senate, talk with the US representatives about you know, what your views are on this. And you can find out more information about that by visiting sentencingproject.org. Great, good stuff, good stuff, Kel. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into this last call then. All right. I'd like to propose a toast. I said toast, motherfucker. This is the last call. All right. So today's last call is based off of a sermon or actually my devotional that I read today um, that was about your relationship with God, but I also took it for the rest of my life. Um, 
And so what it was is it's so easy to get caught up in what we do, but then forget why we do it all in the first place. Um, at the end of the day, we don't want, we don't do what we want, what we do to please man. We do everything because we love God. Today, take the time to come to his, into his presence, not necessarily to get something, but just to spend time with your father in heaven, just because you love him. And um, it said, will you come back to your first love by coming to him just because you love him? Um, and I really took that to heart because I was like, wow, that goes for a lot of things in my life, not just my relationship with God, but just like, you know, any endeavors that I am engaging in, like, do you remember what you're doing it for? So that's what I want to tell all of y'all. Remember what you're doing it for. Remember, you know, and that goes for even when you're voting too, like, remember why, what's important to you we've been preaching that over and over again and kind of goes with what Kel said about you know looking out for yourself it's it's just remembering what's important what's most important and why remember what you're doing it for and I'm keeping it short right there with today's last call so make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations and on Facebook, Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations, our website, www.cognaccupcakesandconversations.com for merch. Um, I think we got some good stuff coming aside from tomorrow's uh, tweet uh, chat or whatever <laughs> during the live tweeting session or whatever during the debate. Uh, we'll we'll save some announcements for later um sure if you guys have yeah, november is coming that means our break is coming y'all so <laughs> we're gonna make sure that we have some great conversations coming up for y'all and y'all know why we usually take the break at the end of november because we want to you know revisit and re recalibrate um for the new year you know because we're always trying to go above and beyond so um next week though i can talk about this next week we have oh i didn't say follow us at ccc vibes on twitter that's not the name <laughs> um need that especially for tonight uh for y'all listening today but anyway um next week we have a halloween episode so um make sure that you tag your favorite um cupcake baker in our uh we did a post about cupcake bakers so make sure you tag your favorite baker so that we can you know hit them up for some cupcakes for next week's episode you know we want some nice creative but of course as always tasty delicious mouth-watering um cupcakes to have uh and we're gonna dress up for you guys a secret but um i think we're you're gonna love our costumes Yes. And if you have anybody that you feel like we should partner with or we should work with, make sure you send um tag this tag them in the um in our IG feed too. Alrighty, until next time. Peace out. Bye. It's a vibe. <laughs>